Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. We're back for another podcast. Can you feel the energy? Can you feel playoffs are in the air? This is Paul Arnold, your host, and oh, my caffeine's starting to wear out. And so I better introduce my co-host for tonight once again from Rockingham, North Carolina, six foot two, two hundred twenty pounds in his dreams, Ernest Watts. Six foot three. I'm still growing. I thought you shrink when you get older. Oh, I mean, you no, get I not as tall as you get older. No, I'm not shrinking. I'm same size. I, I, there was a well. All right, George. I, I, I was, I was measured at the NHL game that I went to Sunday. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's a long story. I'll just put it that way. My grandson measured me up against the wall, six foot three, with boots. I'm not on? like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has this big thing where because he was not drafted as high because he didn't get a college scholarship because they thought he was too short. And when people talk about him, if he's legitimately six foot two, he gets very angry about it. Yeah, well, to this day, so he's I'm not Aaron most Rogers. of the time. Well, ah, before we forget our second co-host, we have Chris Daniel from Denver, Colorado. And Chris, I know you really look up to me, don't you, Chris? Uh, every day, just because I don't wear high heel shoes. <laughs> Chris is not as tall as I am, but he's big in stature and is. Moral fiber, right, Chris? <laughs> yeah. Why absolutely. not? Why not? <laughs> they'll, they'll never know me on these on these yeah. podcasts. Yeah, somebody's going to Google you right now and say, oh, that guy. I saw uh, him at, you know, on America's Most Wanted. Wasn't that the dude? He looks, uh, what is it? What Five, a pair seven, we are. white guy? Oh, geez. What a pair. We got moral fiber and me, moral turpitude. <laughs> There you go. All right, so we're going to actually talk sports sooner or later. And uh, I'm five foot ten, used to be five foot eleven, white guy from Dexter, Michigan. And you can check out this podcast if you're not on YouTube. You can check it on. You might be listening on iTunes, and if you're not listening to iTunes, you might be listening at Podbean, or you might be even listening at RedCircle.com. We're trying to take over the podcasting world with our awesome sports talk. And let's get to sports first of all. The biggest sports out there has got to be NFL. Even though I love college football, even though it's baseball playoff season, I think we'll start with the NFL because we're uh, four weeks, almost five weeks in now. And the biggest surprise of this year, Ernest, is what? You're undefeated. It's San Francisco 49ers. That is a me. big surprise. I mean, when you look at the teams at the top, and I would put, you know, the 49ers, the Rams, uh, the Cowboys, and, and, and Dak Prescott is playing very well. I mean, Dak's playing for a contract. So Dak Prescott has been a surprise. But the 49ers have kind of slipped in. I mean, I didn't think Garofalo would make that much of a difference, but they're 3-0, and and they've got a big game coming up next week. So who is even their coach? I can't even keep track of that. The 49ers coach? Yeah. Uh, Shanahan. Oh, that's Kyle right. Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan, Mr. Offensive Genius. Who well, does... nepotism is really the, how he got into it. I mean, his dad, uh, two Super Bowl rings at Denver and didn't exactly do very well in, in Washington. But uh, – I mean, it doesn't hurt to have a name. You you look at Jim Moore Jr. how he got in, and, and I mean that's that's kind of what we see. The Rams coach, his dad, his uh, dad um, was a bit. Excuse me, his grandfather was operations director for the 49ers. So if your name's Shanahan or Gruden, you get a chance while other people wait. Oh yeah, or if yeah yeah, pretty much this day. Or if you're near Sean McKay, if you're in Sean McKay's breathing range that tends to help also because <laughs> that's how zach taylor who was a mediocre quarterback at nebraska is now the Bengals coach and the packers coach lafleur isn't he from mcfay's tree too yeah he was a quarterback coach i mean if you if you you know if you're on his skype or you're on his email chain i guess you get a job offer from right. sean mckay and that's and again he was on that same uh, he was the uh, with Kyle Shanahan. He was the quarterback coach of that same Washington team mm. that uh, Shanahan was coach for. Well, before we chase the rabbit of how bad Washington quarterbacks are, Chris, what's your biggest surprise this year in the NFL? 
I never thought I would say this, but it's your Detroit Lions. Hey, hey, hey. I, I wish I was still in the Detroit metro area to be listening to that uh, sports radio. Uh, I thought they were probably going to execute the entire team after they tied the Arizona Cardinals after that first game. But <laughs> uh, the the next three games, they've they've been pretty dominant. They And they should have won the game against... Um, Kansas City. So I think they're actually the best team in what is a very strong NFC North. What are you drinking, man? I I mean, I I appreciate your support here, but I never I never thought I would say the Lions are a a shockingly good team. Uh, I don't know how good the coach is, but they are just uh, and I actually think the the tie to the Cardinals kind of shook them up a little bit. And, you know, so I, I think, I think they're going to be, I think they're playoff bound uh-huh. and well, I think they could Cleveland win, Browns win one fan though. Aren't you? You know, I, I grew up a Browns fan and right when uh, I moved to Detroit, I said, okay, fine. I'm done with the Browns. I'm, I'm taking on the Detroit lions. And that's when <laughs> they went. Oh, and 16. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> Oh, so, so the secret no, I, is when you move away from someplace, they play better. Oh, it's been yeah, and like, and when, the minute I get there, they play terrible. Let's look <laughs> so at Denver. The Broncos are putting up your money to move away right now. <laughs> exactly. Flacco is paying for you to move away. So at Elway, they're kicking the money for it, right? Man. Now, which they, Browns team were you a fan of? The the Browns that became the Ravens. Or the current Browns. Oh, 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 current Browns. I never, I never followed before the, uh, when they left. So I liked the couch, uh, the uh, uh, Brady. Who's that? Who's the Notre Dame coach or Notre Br- Dame? Br- uh, Brady Quinn. Brady Quinn. Yeah. And I used to work at Firestone Country Club, so I used to see a couple of the Browns all over the. You know, when they would come come to Firestone. So, uh, yeah, yeah, but. Okay, so I think the Lions. Yeah, I think that my biggest surprise is that the Giants are doing as well as they are, considering their running backs down and Jones, their rookie quarterbacks, doing as well as he is. That's been a big surprise to me. My biggest disappointment, though, and we'll let you guys have a chance at this, is the Rams. Maybe I'm a little biased because I have Jared Goff as my fantasy football quarterback. I know Ernest, you're going to rip on me for playing fantasy football, but he was at home last weekend against the Tampa Bay stinking Buccaneers. You would think that was the day he could throw the cup and run the, have the ball, all different wide receivers. And he plays a horrible game and the Rams lose. And I'm not saying the Rams are not going to make the playoffs, but boy, they don't look like a Super Bowl team right now. So Ernest, what's your biggest disappointment so far besides your Panthers? My Panthers are two and two. We're in second place. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, two and two is not much more different than two, one and one. But, and, and before you start knocking the Rams, I mean, that offense did score 40 points. That's the defense they gave Who up. Who did 55. they play though, Ernest? The Tampa Bay that beat my Panthers. So I can't exactly talk very much. Then all I, I, Bruce Aarons has. Shaq Bar- Bar- Barnett, who they got from Seattle. They put him, and he was playing the linebacker, and they've got him as a stand-up 3-4 defensive end. Uh-huh. He's leading the league in sacks. So Tampa Bay's defense is a lot better than last year. Shaq Barrett, isn't he a Michigan guy? Yes, he is. I would think Paul would jump all over that. I know. But I, mean, I mean, he's just reinvented himself, and you got the former Arizona coach who's now the defensive coordinator for Tampa Bay. But my disappointments, yes, yes. Uh, I've got two, one of them injuries and players leaving Pittsburgh. I mean, I've, I've Pittsburgh yeah. has always been a super bowl contending team. The steel. And, yeah. But you know, big Ben's gone down and, and they've lost bell and then they've had so many injuries that it's kind of hard. So my biggest disappointment is, uh, I'm going to go back to the NFC North and say the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Yeah, Kirk Cousins was supposed to be the solution to this quarterback merry-go-round that the Vikings have had, I guess, since Fran Tarkington left. 
<laughs> and, Fran uh, Tarkington, uh, seriously? Well, okay. We'll say when Favre. I mean, the How about guys, Rich Gannon? That's a little more current. Rich Gannon, Favre, uh, Cunningham, <laughs> Cole Pepper. I mean, it's guys come in for two years. And they went against the second-string quarterback for the Bears last week and barely scored. I mean, that's an inept offense with a nice running back uh, from Florida State. And Minnesota's just – I would have thought at the beginning of the year Minnesota was my choice to take the NFC North. Now, I'm not drinking Chris's Kool-Aid because I still think the Packers, if they learn to have a rush defense mm-hmm. – because they're just having a hard time stopping guys running up the middle. But I think eventually, if they can keep Aaron Rodgers upright, I think Green Bay's coming out of that division. But the Vikings have just just disappointed me. I mean, other teams, Redskins, we knew they were they were hard. Yeah. We knew we knew Miami was hard. I mean, these other teams, we knew the Jets were a joke. I mean, no one else really disappoints me like them. Can you do a horrible, Barkley imitation, Ernest, instead of horrid, say horrible? <laughs> All right, Chris. Your uh, I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons. They just can't. Ooh. Yeah, they just can't get. That's Ernest's second and, team, you know. Um, I, you know, I, I, I guess if I had to pick a second one, I would. Uh, hmm. Maybe the Texans. Maybe the Texans. Or actually, You're you know what? Man. Cincinnati, maybe. And not because yeah. Cincinnati's good or we expected them to be good, but the fact that they're trying, yet they're still so bad, where it's like Miami is not even trying, and it's like, okay, we're just going to let this season go. But Cincinnati's <laughs> so bad, and they're they're actually trying to put – they're trying to win, whereas Miami is just like, let's just – how can we – what's the fastest way to get out of this season? Chris. Yeah. Chris, do you think Miami's the first team to tank? Like other sports you have – NBA, you have tanking teams, and you have baseball tanking teams. Does is Miami the first team practically they openly play. say they're not trying to win this year? Football, what yes. about Oakland? They did. They they kind of did that last year, didn't they? They they gave up. They gave up. Uh, Cal, yeah, Khalil Mack, and then they gave up the wide Mack. receiver to uh, Dallas. I mean, they they were they were kind of under that. How, how can we? get some draft picks real quick and, and really uh, change the face of this franchise. Can I give you a history lesson? The Browns? Browns? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Professor like, Watts is in the house now. Okay, the give us a history lesson. And the Buffalo Bills both tanked. I mean, they sat down guys at the end of the year to get a shot at O.J. Simpson. And, well, yeah, I had to oh, Did you have to say shot? The, I didn't say they would have killed to draft him. I would have said that. <laughs> did you see what OJ Meanwhile, he's looking did for you the see real his killer tweet today? Well, he was playing golf today and he sent out a tweet. He said, Today I really killed it and something about a glove. And well, I thought, you know, Is that real? Is that really a, a tweet from OJ? Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Okay. You brought it quickly. up. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're not going anywhere. No, you brought down. it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, so in in your grandson uh, doesn't he know saw who naked? He has shown him the naked gun Ernest? movies. So oh, he knows gosh. about the naked gun movies. Oh, that's a oh yeah, yeah that's pre-violent. You know, uh, okay. he was the first Pre- choice to play the Terminator. James Cameron contacted OJ and wanted him to play the Terminator because before that. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger had never played a villainous role. He'd always played the hero and all this, you know, the Conan and all those movies. And, so if OJ well, got he, the part, he did the, say, he I won't did be the back. screen test. And it? James Cameron said he just came off as too nice. <laughs> did, I, I kid you not, as Johnny Carson used to say. I kid Johnny you Carson not. was a guy at late night. All right. Before well, all let's move on. Kids to... were born. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Yep. Before Jimmy Fallon, there was, and before Jay Leno. Let's move on to Major League Baseball, which is, we're recording this on uh, Wednesday night, and right now they're playing. And with the wild card games, I'm becoming a fan of this whole deal of wild card games because you have teams like the A's and the Rays 
who I would have not predicted at the beginning of the year to make a wild card game. But there they are playing, and they get the beauty or the joy of playing the Yankees Astros. next, which is no bargain. And then twins you, are playing the Yankees. Oh, excuse me, the Astros, right. Excuse me. The twins are playing the Yankees. Um, so another thing I noticed is, can you give me the team in the American it's League twins. that hit the most they set a record. this year? Yeah. First, first team to hit over 300. I know. I know. I, I know. I'm over that. 60. I'm that last segment that actually pays attention to baseball. <laughs> well, I was shocked because Yankees Jeez. did 306 and Twins did 307. They're in the playoffs, and they have an old Mr. Nelson Cruz who's hit 140 home runs over the last four years. Tell me the baseballs are not juiced. I can't believe it. And the rest of their team is a bunch of, to me, no names, not all-stars. And yet here they are. And Miguel Cano is a decent third baseman who has a career of hitting – 300. Their shortstop Rosario usually hits about 300, hits 30 home runs. There's some talent on that team. There's young talent. Uh, they've got a nice young center fielder. And uh, the Kepler, the right fielder, I think he hit about 30 home runs. He's consistent. Minnesota's not a media market. And because the Indians have dominated Central for so long, you don't hear. But uh, they've been. They've done and Rocco Baldali should obviously be the manager of the year for for what he's done with the Twins this year. They brought in no, they've so lost the seven straight the series against them. No, the Yankees just have too much fire. It's <laughs> going to be a softball game. This series, uh, you know, they really don't have that consistent pitching. Odorinsky is the best pitcher for the Twins. Uh, this you know. Odorinsky. What's his name? He used to Odor? be with the Rays, used to be the Royals. <laughs> his mother's, well, he, she was from the uh, Odor Eaters no, uh, no, no, no. family family draw. Yeah. 15-game <laughs> winner. Do you know we only Eaters, have one 20-game yeah. winner this year? Verlander. I, I knew I hated to bring that uh, up. Verlander? I'm sorry. After I got it out, I thought, boy, rub it in there. I know. Well, folks, I'm from Michigan. I'm glad he left. I'm glad he's able to build upon his Hall of Fame career. It was Heck good yeah. for him. He wasn't going to do anything. So I yeah. like the I like the yeah, wild yeah. card. I used to be a, a a person that said I want three games. Like you play 162 games, how can you go down to one game? This this is the best part of baseball. It's one game. Winner goes home. It's it's the March Madness of baseball and. Baseball can be very dull, but this this one game playoff makes it very exciting. So I like that perspective. As far as the balls being used, I think they totally are. Uh, actually, minor league baseball just changed to major league baseballs, and those home runs are now being sh- the home run records are being shattered. So I don't have a problem with it because I think baseball needed something to energize the game. I just wish that they would say, yeah, we fixed the ball. You're welcome. Moving on. Instead of just saying, like, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, it's the same ball, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's okay. You, you updated the game. You made it better. You made it more exciting for the, the fan, the casual fan. It's okay. Exactly. Get over Embrace it. Embrace the offense like, is what you're saying. They did the shift, which – Get over it. Is that get how you talk to your it. wife? Move Just on. get over it. Tell me the truth. No, I, but, you know, when they figured out the shift, that took a lot of uh, action out of the game because then, you know, defenses were playing to, to the hitter. So I think it's great. I have no problem with it. The only thing I wish is they just came out and said, yes, we did it. Move on. Get over it. Yeah, I really. It. All right. So do the Nats have any chance against the Dodgers? Uh, no, the Dodgers players? are going to the World Series in the National League, period. Uh, this is their. I think this is going to be their year. Um, that This will be the third year that they'll go. I. That's going to be tough. I mean, just getting there twice in a row and, and not coming home with any hardware is very tough. Any Absolutely chance you move into L.A.? I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> afford it, and I couldn't stand uh, the traffic. All right. So it sounds like we're a lot of people think Dodgers against Astros. If that doesn't happen, Ernest, who do you yeah, think will the squeak Yankees in there? Have, the only thing I question the Yankees is their starting pitching. But I love the power. They've had some injuries in that respect. I think the Yankees could be the Astros. That wouldn't be a big upset. I think the Nationals could beat the uh, 
could easily beat the 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 Dodgers. I think a Cardinals Yankees World Series really? is very viable. What would be the worst World Series? Ooh. The worst. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking, the Rays I'm thinking, and yeah, the, Rays. Yeah, Rays because the upper deck is is sealed oh. off, so you only have twenty five thousand seats. Rays Nationals. Rays Nationals. Oh, you know, you got some good pitching in there. Well, got, oh yeah, that makes for great. That makes for great playoffs. Uh, Rays. Well, if you believe in conspiracy, the no. big shot. Oh, no, would you got not a half, in, half empty stadium for the World markets. Series. They would hate that. I mean, in, bl- last time when they played, when they played the Phillies yeah. in 2012, they opened the upper deck up. I but think actually cool. Rays or Oakland, whoever whoever wins mm-hmm. the game tonight, uh, I think whoever, and then the National League, I think that would, if either one of those teams came out of the American, I think that would be the worst team to come out. And then the Twins would be. A third choice. Twins are an entertaining team to watch. I mean, yeah, so, but they're not the Astros. They're, they're, they don't have any of the names. Nobody knows who they are. They don't. They're not the Yankees. So I think, yeah, I think the. I would you know, love to see the know, Rays. I think they're. I think they're a great team. And but baseball would hate it just because they only have. They have what they spend 151 million, or something like that. Compared to the 250 of the well, Boston Fox. Red Sox. Actually, well, the Fox Fox would want mm-hmm. Dodgers Yankees. That's that's the big one. Dodgers, oh yeah, Yankees, you know, because you get East Coast, yes, West Coast. Definitely. You get yeah. a lot of people who come in who haven't watched a game in five or ten years. But I mean, Yankee fans are everywhere. Dodger fans are everywhere. They're like the Pittsburgh Steelers in the NFL. They're, they're fans across the country, and Cowboys. They're, they're fans across the country. You don't find any Colorado Avalanche fans in <laughs> Michigan. <laughs> But you find Dodgers and Cowboys. You can't. No, not in Michigan. Uh, Michigan is a hockey town. Come on. Yeah, yeah. They're not. They're, I was going to say, you're not going to find San Diego Padre fans in Pennsylvania. I don't think you're going to find any pod, Padre fans, period. Speaking of hockey. <laughs> yeah. How many people go to preseason hockey games? Oh, yes. You went to free. preseason the hockey The Tom game. Dundon does this great thing. Uh, where the last exhibition game of the year is free parking and it's a free game and they have what's called the Canes Carnival. And wow. they have rides for the kids and they have events and it's you go online, you get a ticket and we had good seats. We were uh, in the uh, you know behind the goalie 10 rows and uh, they played all the regulars uh, for the Hurricanes except for oh. Jordan Stahl who's the new captain. They made a big announcement about that. And Ovechkin did not play, but everybody else played for the Capitals. And because the Capitals were eliminated by the Canes, there were several fights. It was very physical hockey. You you would have thought this would have been played in April. I mean, I've been to exhibition hockey games. That's cool. This was really. It, oh yes. Oh yes. Was it packed? Uh, right. house sold out. Five thousand people on a waiting list for the free tickets. Wow. It's a, it's a great PR thing. That's awesome. Took, took my and grandson. Uh, it was the first hockey game for um, Mason, the youngest. And Logan <laughs> had been. Uh, sorry, guys, I can't tell your names on air. Logan had been before, but he did not remember it. And of course, both of them. The best part of the experience <laughs> was the fights. They enjoyed that. That's it. Of course. Yes. Yes. I went to a, <laughs> yes, a preseason hockey out. game. I'm an addict, which means right now I can remind everybody that the NHL season starts tonight, and I won't be able to mention the NHL on this podcast anymore until April. <laughs> oh, man. It's not quite that bad, but the season's so long. Until you get close These to the playoffs, what are you Players really get to about? see changes. Guys have moved from teams. And, and there's hey, no hey Paul, Paul, I'm going to go take a nap. You you wake me up when whoa, we're whoa, uh, whoa, back Chris, in the NFL. Who are the favorites right now to win the Stanley Cup? I have no idea. The Colorado <laughs> Avalanche. No, they're yes, not. Louis, yes, or, they no, are. they're not. Look at Colorado. No, the Vegas They're the best odds. team in Colorado, I will tell you that. The I Avalanche mean. and the Lightning are the top two picks <laughs> to win the Stanley Stanley Cup the, the Colorado Avalanche have overachieved the last two years. They have a coach who is brand new, who they have no trust in, that they just keep renewing his contract for like one or two years just because they're like they're just waiting for the demise of the team. They spent money unwisely. No, I, I don't think the Colorado Avalanche are a favorite. Check no. Vegas. Check Vegas. You're not buying we'll be that, surprised. Huh? 
Yes. All right. No, no, Moving let's stay. Please, hockey, please, let's stay. All right, we're not going to talk about for a No, no, <laughs> you like to be punished, don't you? Never mind. All right, so let's move on to my favorite sport this time of year, which is college football. And the controversy lately, and I think it's a almost self-created controversy, is all the analysts saying uh, Clemson is no longer one of the top four teams because they had such a close game against North Carolina. I had I was watching TV. One analyst said, what? oh, Clemson's number five now. And they were number one the week before because of North Carolina. So let's, I know Ernest watched all of that game between North Carolina, his beloved Tar Heels, and uh, Clemson. So, yes. Ernest, you saw it. No. Was Clemson that bad? And North all Carolina day, all, sort of good? What's, all day long, my grandson Logan now? was saying, we're going to win, Papa. you got to be a believer. And I said, listen, if it was a close game, I'd be happy. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I went out and worked in the yard at halftime, came back and said, we're going to, Papa, we're going to win. Uh, I'm okay with a two-point try because if it gone to overtime, Clemson would have won. Uh, I didn't like the play. I didn't yes, like an option play because the trail back was too close. Well, it, with a slow it quarterback. separation between the two. I would have rather had a pass play. But, I mean, let's give Carolina a little credit. They're, they're a decent team. Um, the, the individual who says Clemson's number five is a noted Alabama backer who's still mad about the Alabama game from last year. Yes. So let's say he may be just a slight bit <laughs> biased. Yes, Mr. Feinbaum. Yes, he's just a little bit biased in that respect. Uh, this is... Yeah, he also is, likes Michigan. He is follically challenged. Sure. Yeah, yeah. At Ohio State. <laughs> at Ohio State. Oh, he hates hardball. It's October. Every team has that stumble and fall. Now, if Clemson had lost to, Carol- to Carolina, that would have eliminated them from the national championship race. Because like Ohio State in the past two years, you lose on the road to an unranked team. Uh, they... And with a weak schedule, and they have a weak schedule because they don't face anyone who's ranked above 15 from here on out, they wouldn't have got in. But mm-hmm. to me, no one's – I mean, that's right. – you win your conference. They're still number so what one would you to rank me. Clemson who's Alabama played? The only, the only team oh. that's played anybody is Auburn. Uh, yep. <laughs> and they got a couple more tests coming up. I think if Auburn runs a table, they should be number one. Oh yeah, definitely. Or LSU. So, yeah, either one of those two teams that they come out. Anyone from the I SEC mean, West, if they run the table. I mean, Nebraska and Ohio State. Nebraska was killed by Colorado, oh, which is yeah. a bottom feeder in the Pac-12. So hey, you know they're Ohio uh, State hasn't. Ohio State. The, oh, sorry, sorry, Chris. I was gonna say they're <laughs> the best in Colorado, but actually, Air Force beat Colorado, so now they're not the best in Colorado. <laughs> You include the Broncos in that crowd also? They're better than the Broncos? uh, That's a tough one. Maybe the football. So, Chris, Chris, who's your prediction right now of the top two teams to make the championship? I like Auburn a lot. Uh, And I think Ohio State, as as much as it hurts, they're taking no mercy on anyone. And... They have a very weak schedule, um, but I think I think it, uh, Ohio State is just going to just cruise. And um, but I, if Auburn Auburn survives their schedule, they deserve to be number one in the country and play for a national championship. Does uh, Auburn play Georgia this so. year? I know they have Alabama and they play Florida. So they play Alabama. Yeah, and it's it's oh, and, and Texas A and M. That's pretty you know, you, brutal. And schedule makes a big difference because you look at Ohio State; they have Michigan yeah, State, Penn State, Wisconsin all coming to Columbus. The only team that they're going to play on the road with any strength is going to be Michigan. Uh, yeah, Michigan. and there's not much strength there. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. not. <laughs> I don't think there's much strength there either. Um, Oklahoma, we're not giving any love to Oklahoma because of bad it's defense. Pack, yeah, that the, what the just, yeah, the conferences. Ugh. They've got one um, game, Texas. I mean, if they beat Texas, they're in. I mean, they, may to, they may have to play Texas twice. Yeah. And remind a, me, did did Georgia no, lose a game but, yet this but year? But they're going to choke in the SEC championship. They do every year. 
I I, th- oh. I think that kid uh, wow. from Oklahoma, he's going to be the Heisman winner. He's got the he's got the story, which is what they always Earth. look for, and then you'll have the numbers to back it up. And you know, the, if if things go like mm. we think, you know who they'll play in the first round of the championship. It's going to be Alabama and Oklahoma. That's the natural setup. That's they'll arrange the rankings somehow to get that type of a game. Heck yeah! Of course, whoever's played Alabama the first game, I think Ohio State's done it a couple times. They just it's been a it's been a terrible game. Notre Dame, it's been a terrible game against Alabama that first round. So once again, SEC has two or three teams in the top five or six of the country, right? So SEC is still dominant. Do you think it's the year that Ohio State finally does it or Oklahoma? I think Chris is on board with Ohio State. What about you, Ernest? They've got experience. I think it'll wind up that again. I mean, Alabama doesn't play anybody outside the conference because they have – because that that SEC West is loaded with A&M, LSU, and – and Auburn, and and you know Alabama has to go to Auburn this year for that game, and you know they're going to probably face most likely Georgia. I don't see anybody really challenging Georgia in the SEC East. Florida, so know, yeah, Florida lost the mm. quarterback. No, and, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, well, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Frank's I mean they've got hurt. a good defense, but their offense is very rudimentary. I mean, I'm, I'm not impressed. I, I watched, you know, the Miami game could have gone either way, and Miami hasn't exactly wowed anybody since. That then. was the first game, and I think it's tough when you come out and you actually have a decent opponent your first game rather than a cupcake. So I think it's very hard for those teams to come out and mm. cupcakes, Bowling Green, Miami. Cupcakes. I like orange What brown kind of cupcakes, cupcakes do you like just to like eat? like my right? alma mater. What? Yeah, they're cup. Orange they're cupcake brown team. for bowling green. Oh, that's a brown. What a flavor is that? With a uh, an artificial orange flavoring on top. <laughs> and Ernest, oh, your my. favorite cupcake? Uh, just because I'm being usually a Division here. Two team. Uh, chocolate. <laughs> you know the old uh, Hostess uh, Twinkie, like you know, with the chocolate covering with the oh, yeah. marshmallow ending. Oh and yeah. And actually, Georgia does play Auburn. Yes. Uh, on November sixteenth. So, yes, yes, yes. Any questions? Love the world of computers and internet. So, so let's go. Let's go around and talk about the football game we really like to see this week. And I'm going to take the easy one, and Chris will have to come up with a different one. Iowa's coming to Michigan, and Michigan has been such a weird team so far. And they were overhyped before the season, which is so traditional because Michigan has a lot of people in the media and sports and voting for them. So. I think I was a really solid team, and Michigan has changed up a bunch of things. They brought their offensive coordinator out of the press box and down the field, and he was yelling in people's faces, and it looked like what Harbaugh used to do. So, you know, I'm really anxious to see if Iowa's dependability, but Iowa's never flashy, and they're always good at home, but I don't think they'll travel very well. So I'm curious to see if Michigan can take the next step forward, but I don't have a lot of confidence yeah. after that I, of what Michigan can do. So, so uh, Ernest or Nate, oh, excuse me, Nate, what podcast am I doing You know, here? there's a Chris, couple of games I game really am very interested in. I think that Maryland-Rutgers game is just going to be fantastic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? Are you betting a weird bet? You know, you got Vegas? the battle the of, of the second tier tools or uh, schools in Michigan, Eastern Michigan uh, versus Central Michigan. No, my 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 real That's true. Uh, game of the week is Auburn, Florida. Uh, that's that's gonna be fantastic. Uh, yes. I don't think it's is it at Florida. I think it is at Florida. I'm not sure if it's a neutral site like it is with Georgia, where it's the Mm-hmm. cocktail party game but um that's right. gonna be a fantastic game i'm surprised it's not getting flexed it's a one one thirty game which means it's a 30 30 game for you guys um i'm surprised it's not the the you know game of the night or something like that yeah five it and is oh, five and two oh. undefeateds yeah. right in the sec um, well Auburn's that's pretty big what do you points. who do you predict on that you predict Auburn? Uh, i think auburn's gonna win this 
Okay. Okay. You know, the Iowa Michigan game and the Michigan State, Ohio State. I hate to sound big on the Big Ten, but those are, I mean, the way that shakes out, we'll find out if Iowa is really got offense. I mean, the the defense, they got probably one of the best defensive ends. And we're going to find out if Ohio State is for real. Now, Michigan State has the most rudimentary offense, it's the most boring offense to watch in the world, but they have a great defense. And well, Ernest, do you know who's the co-offensive coordinator for Michigan State? Tressel Sun. Tressel. Tressel Sun. No wonder it's such a first boring offense. Yeah, the sport. former. I mean, it's it's. it's <laughs> sweater vest. That. They've never really accomplished no. that much. I mean, it's it's. I mean, there's going to be some exciting games. Purdue and Penn State. I mean, I love the little running back for Purdue. I mean, the little speed back they've got. He does very well. Rolando Moore. But and if he's healthy, they'd be able to play. I mean, we're we're getting fed Georgia and Tennessee, and I don't know why, because the last time they played, it was forty-one to zero. Pitt Duke. Uh, yeah. Oof, that's hold your pants uh, no, on for that one. This uh, is not a good year for the ACC. Uh, I mean, no. uh, yeah. uh, uh, I mean that's helping my Carolina team, but Georgia Tech's down. Virginia Tech's coach is probably going to get fired. Pitt, you don't know what you're going to get. Duke, David Cutcliffe does a great job every year because he's limited in who he can recruit at Duke. And and, and Daniel Jones shows that he can develop right. quarterbacks, what he's doing with the Giants right now. So in Virginia, maybe a top 25 team, but, but you know, it's those Big Ten teams. But it, it's, it's kind of predatory because the Big Ten teams beat up each other and then they don't get anybody in the Final Four. Question for the podcast. Yes, Which game will have more points? Oklahoma, Kansas, or Oklahoma State, Texas Tech? <laughs> oh, I think Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, because I don't think Kansas will score very no, much. Oklahoma's probably going to put up a Oklahoma. bunch against Kansas. Yeah, I mean, I'd, uh, yeah, mm. I'd, I still go with the Oklahoma State game. So right now, the over-under for the Oklahoma game is 68. Oklahoma State is 63. A lot of, lot of defense. A lot of defense. Well, last week, one of the first firings happened in NCAA football. Chris Ash got fired from Rutgers, which wasn't a big surprise. But there are certain teams that if the job came open and I was an assistant coach, let's say, at Alabama, yep. I would say thanks but no thanks. And I think Rutgers is one of those. Can you guys name another school that you'd be like, no, thanks yeah. but no thanks. I'm not. That's Any like a school coach that has high academics reduces your recruiting. And you would think Vanderbilt being, you know, Nashville is a great place to live. It's a growing area. It's one of our fastest growing metropolis areas. But no, I mean, Vandy, that every conference has that team. I mean, it's Rutgers, and, and the only reason Rutgers is in there's the, a couple of Big Ten jobs I wouldn't take. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, the Fitzgerald, what's his name? Uh, Fitzgerald, Pat Fitzgerald. But, yeah, with yeah North, he's got a job for life. Northwestern. That, what he's done with that program, he's they got a job for life. Games. They get the yeah. bowl games, they get the bowl games. They, I don't know they, if I take it, the yeah, Illinois job. Greg Schiavano got Rutgers to bowl games when he was there, and he may be going back there. I think he's time. going to, yeah. He's the uh, defensive yeah, coordinator, where is he now? coordinator, I think, at – oh, no, he uh, – Ohio State. Left, at least he was uh, at yeah. Ohio State. He might have stepped down this year. He, remember, he uh, he was going to get hired at Tennessee. Yeah. And there was so much kickback that they just – He had to get that. back to his faith. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Rutgers is probably the one place that he could go back. Oh, Rutgers, yeah. You know, there's only one reason why Rutgers is in the Big Ten. Yeah, New, oh, York. Yeah. New York. And New York TV doesn't care market. about college football. Yeah, but, but you, can, you, you can put the Big uh, Ten network on the basic cable platform. And that's, that's the same yeah. reason Maryland's in – because uh, they wanted the Washington Baltimore area. Yep. The same reason that that the ACC took right. Syracuse was to get New York and Boston College. <laughs> Did the ACC not know where Syracuse was in well, New York? <laughs> there's a big following. <laughs> you know, in, in New York City it's it's Notre yeah. Dame yeah. and it's 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 Syracuse. 
Well, it's the same thing with Boston College. You know, how far does Boston College rank mm -hmm. in followers in Boston? I mean, you got the Bruins, the Red Sox, the Patriots, uh, Harvard, Yale. I mean, they're just, mm. it's pretty low down the list, but it's to get on that cable platform. And that's that's the money, and that's why every Big yeah. Ten team now gets sixty-two million dollars every year from the Big Ten. Well, that's a perfect lead-in. We're talking about money to the last topic of our podcast because both you guys texted me that you're interested in talking about how California passed a law to allow athletes, college athletes, to sell their image, and there's been a lot of. Um, stories like the kicker down in florida who was told he couldn't have a a facebook or a, a youtube channel because of he's playing college football so i've seen some stories that say hey this is the first step toward paying athletes i don't know if i buy that quite well yet. representative What's hernandez who played for ohio state actually entered a bill in the uh -huh. house to make this federal because the first Yes, yes. College athletes to sell their He wants to introduce federal? a federal bill because now remember the California bill, which was signed by the governor on LeBron James's HBO show. Yes, that's when he signed the bill. Uh, does not go to affect uh, Did he say Sacramento, I'm taking my towns to New Mexico? Uh, that doesn't go to affect 2023, <laughs> which gives the NCAA a time to adjust. And there are several other states, South Carolina, North Carolina, who introduced it in their legislature also. So it's coming. This is a wave which is changing. And the NCAA first, when they approached the legislatures in California, said, listen, if you pass this, any school that allows their athletes to do that will not be able to participate in any of our activities. At the same time, you got to realize every kid's going to go, <laughs> do I think I care about the NCAA championship? No, I'm going to money. I'm playing for SC and Cali, and UCLA, and this is going to draw athletes. But, uh, well, if I'm a kid and I, I have uh, Division One talent, and I'm an offensive guard, do I really think I have a shot at making money? Maybe at a local car dealership? Maybe? You but could... You I better be a, a I better be a quarterback, I better be a wide receiver, or I better be a running back that has NFL talent, and that's the only reason I'm I'm getting money. But I'm crit? not getting money if I if I'm a linebacker or a safety nickel safety on USC's team that is, you know, good to great. Just not going to happen. If you're a guard for USC, Chris, you have a training camp during the summer and you get paid to that training camp, show kids how to be an offensive guard or offensive tackle and get a scholarship. You That's train true. other athletes. You become a trainer. There are options available. I mean, we're just looking, we're peeling back the onion, so to speak. There are so many options and it's not just football and basketball. If you're a stellar lacrosse player in Ithaca, New York, and you have well, a reputation... This is I think this is only for, for at least at the bill in California. It's only for the the schools that bring in X amount of TV dollars, and I don't know what the. But it's really only focusing on four schools. It's not uh, basically if you're a basketball school like Davidson, you're not this this you will not be affected by this. It's for really the federal, for the federal bill opens it up to everybody. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not familiar with the federal bill at this at this uh, state at this time. I mean, but, we haven't, uh, we haven't even yeah. considered the opportunities. Kids can go out there. Great. They can tell their image. They can, great. you know, they can go out and they can train other athletes. They can do training camps. But doesn't this open the door to money, slush no, money? No, it's just making I mean, everything boosters that. saying, oh, yeah, we need, I'll pay yeah, you exactly. for your it's image. Just bringing it to the, it's just making it more visible. That's all it is. It's happening. I Did think, you see what happened at Auburn, LSU, Kansas? Duke. How do you think Dave or uh, Zion was there? Are you well, kidding me? I think Nike had something to do with that. He went to a <laughs> Nike school. Well, Bagley, Bagley's father uh, got money for an AAU team and purchased a new house. And Nike paid for his AAU team. 
and Nike is a sponsor for Duke. Now, does, did, did Nike say go to Duke? There is no evidence of that. But Nike, before he, uh, Marvin Bagley III, before he um, actually made his decision to go to Duke, Duke funded his father's AAU basketball team and provided him seed money to buy a house in a neighborhood. Now, that's happening already. I mean, the, the booster's been mm-hmm. going on. For a long time, I mean, it's going under the table. It's still going to go under the table. Are we going to stop that? No. Everybody cheats. Mm. So we pass laws. We allow players to make money. So they'll make money that we can see and document. And then there'll be oh, yeah. still but things happening behind are, the scenes as well. Kids so are not being what are we really gaining here? To make money for the school. The idea that coaches are being paid $10 million no. and they're not on the field playing and they're not being injured and they're not having their scholarships taken away or the inability to transfer to another school. Mm-hmm. Their images, their jerseys are being sold in the team store. I mean, they have control. They have control so one over argument is- their image and their abilities. So it was reported that Michigan was the number third program, number three program making money last year. Their football program, like one hundred thirty-eight million dollars, and they say we're using all that money to pay for the football and all the other sports that we're required to do for prop whatever it is for women, Title Nine. So they would say, hey, really, we're just breaking even basically with this deal by making money in the football side. And if you change that dynamic, we have to pay players down the road. Oh, they'll are, afford it. It's just the fans will be paying out their noses, which they already are for their tickets. And you really uh, think they broke even? Yeah. They're I, able to buy these, build these brand that, new yeah. houses and fly in first class airplanes. And uh, what's Harbaugh's salary? Yeah, I don't think they're breaking even by any means. The okay, one thing that's the staff, what's eight the million. staff salary? You probably, probably another, probably another eight million. million. Yeah. yeah, fifteen million altogether. The so, thing, so a coach gets two million instead of five million. That's really going to break the program. The one thing I like about this law, minus all the players getting what they they deserve by their likeness and everything, is I like the opportunity that a Zion Williamson, let's let's use him as an example. He's getting, let's say. Uh, Nike gives him uh, a $2 million shoe deal. Maybe he stays one more year at Duke and we get to see how exciting that Duke team is again, rather than him taking, you know, going to a a crappy new Orleans team and maybe never seeing him again. I like the opportunity that, Hey, uh, you know, this is college is fun. Let's, you know, I'm on a big stage. I'm on just as a big stage as I would be on the uh, NBA or NFL let's just enjoy this. And, you know, now I got $2 million. I'm good for, you know, I'm, I'm good. So I, I think uh, the opportunity for them to stay an extra year potentially is I like it. Well, well, can I, All right. let's, we got to wrap up this podcast before thing. too long. Last but, year. Well, well, last year, I was going to ask you both the NCAA, the office uh-huh. made a $105 million profit. In the pocket. And where'd that money go to? A nonprofit, 105. In that's the Forbes magazine. Of... I'm not pulling that number out of my ear. So well, they, they, they don't call, call it, it a profit. Uh, they call it a surplus. A reserve for surplus. A rainy day or whatever. But but that just emphasizes right, right. You know, they're making money off the backs of 21-year-olds, 18-year-olds, and 19-year-olds. So prediction for both of you. In five years... What will it look like in five years for a student athlete? They will be able to make money off their image. They will get a larger stipend, and we will not have an NCAA. It will be another entity altogether. Do you know the only reason why the the NCAA only exists? Because Penn had a TV contract, and the Ivy League tried to throw them out in 1951. Before that, the NCAA had no jurisdiction. (laughs) They gave because Penn was the only on the Dumont Network, was the only – them and Notre Dame were the only ones on national TV. They kicked them off television. The NCAA got the power of the TV contract in 1951, and we have suffered 
all this 70 years ever since then. Wow. Conspiracy. I, Kick them I out. Think, Chris. Uh, student athletes will get paid for their likeness. I don't think student athlete, all student athletes will be paid. And this is only five years out. So I think the reform that we're talking about, I think is still pretty uh, radical. I still think there'll be an NCAA, uh, I don't know how the championships will be if the if the NCAA doesn't bend on the whole California and all these other schools that are, are going to be there. I don't know how that's going to mm-hmm. uh, play out, but I would love there. I would love for there to be another entity to just say, nope, this is how it's really going to operate, and we're going to give the money back to the the actual athletes who who participate. And uh, but I think in the next 10, 15 years, I think the NCAA will be obsolete. I love it. Mm-hmm. That'd be interesting. All right. So we're going to end up with our final comments of the night. Thanks for listening to our podcast. And so what I'm asking you guys is to give a final take on whatever you want. And then tell us something you're doing this weekend that would be fun for the fall. I mean, just I'm, something I'm fun. still swimming in my pool. I mean, it's, it's 93 degrees here today. Oh, be quiet, man. I mean, it's, it's oh, shut I love up. that I global warming. So, I mean, I mean I getting cold skin Michigan. cancer or whatever, but love that global warming. I'm, I'm swimming in my pool, and I'm listening to NCAA football on the radio and, and the baseball playoffs. There you go. That sounds awesome and fun. That's right. I'll be watching some football. Uh, may go to the zoo with the the family. Uh, there's a new uh, uh, lion cub that was just born. So you know, don't go always, dancing with it like uh, the lady uh, in New York. Uh, a bull. <laughs> Are they going to hold up the lion cub and go? The lion king. You know, the song I, I, from if that. Uh, that's probably already been done. Yeah. Everything but, you uh, see. Yeah, so yeah. you know, just a fun time walking around the zoo you know, for two hours before, you know, the the kid gets upset and we have to go home. Yes, yes, yeah. I uh, oh. plan to go into uh, oh, apple yeah. orchard this weekend. It's a Michigan thing to do where you go pick fresh apples and then you wait in line to get fresh donuts and you drink your apple cider. And you just enjoy the the day. And the only thing they don't tell you about when you go to an apple orchard is there's tons of yellow jackets eating the apples that fall to the ground. So when you have little kids, you gotta dodge that a little bit. But mmm, an apple donut. Mmm. So for Ernest Watts and Chris Daniel, we thank you for listening to Pardon the Confusion. If you have any comments or questions, email me at contact at greatamericanman.org. So have a great night.